from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, very proud to have Jason Henderson with us, coming from the great state of Pennsylvania, as he joins us here on the broadcast. And so let's bring him in here and see what he has to say about his recruitment. Jason, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. You and I were talking off the air about it. Uh, you know, the world has uh, has obviously had some interesting moments lately. Uh, one of them, weather-wise, is the fact that uh, I have had 90s in central New York. It was supposed to be 91 for six straight days. Uh, two of those days have bumped up to 93. Yesterday, it was to 93 by the end of my show. And so it was like right around 11 o'clock noon, it was already 93. I know you're feeling that in Pennsylvania right now. What can you say about, I mean, this, this crazy weather? Because uh, essentially, maybe this is God's way of giving you and I a Florida vacation since we can't travel anywhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would obviously be nice, but you know, it's kind of crazy. Usually it's not like this up here, but like, like we were talking about, you, you get one day where it's just not nasty, hot, humid, but then you get days where in 20 minutes there's thundering and lightning. And then 20 minutes after there's rainbows and clear skies. So, you know, it's definitely been weird. Yeah, no, it's been crazy. How have you been spending it? What have you been doing? Did you get to do anything uh, fun for the 4th of July? What have you done these last few days? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I went out with a bunch of family friends and went to a couple of barbecues and we smoked up some ribs and things like that. So I definitely spent it wisely and had a good time doing it. But, you know, with that being said, with the crazy weather, it's kind of you never really know what's going to happen. So you never know what to plan for. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and not knowing what to plan for and not knowing what's going to happen. We've dealt with that. You and I talked about that throughout recruitment uh, with coronavirus and navigating through that all. It's obviously not done yet. Where is, uh, you know, your area in Pennsylvania, what's going on as far as, you know, things opening back up and phases and whatnot? Where, where are you guys at at this point? You know, I'm not too educated on it, but like yeah. from rumors and things like that, I've heard that there's been like spikes and things like that because we just started opening up like we got put in the green phase so you know i've heard that there's spikes things like that but football for my high school we just started getting back into things and there was rumors that that might stop and like slow down but that's all like fake news i guess i know that but i've heard that since there's spikes that we might go back into like a yellow phase which is kind of like limits what we're able to do and like i know masks are now mandatory everywhere again and things like that so i mean that's kind of where i'm at with that that's all i really know but how have you how have you taken it speaking here with 2021 uh, syracuse uh, football offeree uh, who's down to his final four uh, outside linebacker jason henderson from the great state of pennsylvania how how are you handling all this you know because all you know not just you but you know football players and athletes in general all over the country are hoping that they're going to have a season this season how have you been handling all of this and and dealing with you know uh, the the fact that this is out of your control i mean you can wear your mask and you know you can practice social distancing and you can wash your hands and whatnot but it's not just up to you jason so how have you handled the fact that your season kind of relies on a lot of things that you can't control 
you know, like you said, I could do all the precautionary things. And that's just like my biggest thing. I want to make sure that I'm doing what I can do to make sure that we have a season or at least give us the best opportunity. But, you know, I can't control what everyone else is doing. I can't really control how, I guess, this whole pandemic thing plays out. But uh, my biggest thing is just I hope I get to play the season. So, you know, it's definitely taken a toll. It kind of stinks that, you know, my season's even in jeopardy because who would want their senior year? And I understand, like, all the um, spring players and sports like that had to be taken down. But I, I felt awful for them. But I just can't imagine, you know, being taken, like, having football taken from me. So it's definitely difficult to deal with, and it sucks to, like, think about. But, you know, I just kind of go day by day, do what I can do. And then, I mean, I guess I just see what happens. Speaking here with uh, Jason Henderson this morning, a 2021 college football recruit, Helen from PA at the outside linebacker position. Uh, Jason, for for you, like you said, you you can't control it. You're just trying to do what you can do. Worst case scenario, you don't have a senior season. What does that do for, you know, in in your life, just kind of, I mean, I know obviously it would be heartbreaking. I, I can answer that question, but if you don't get to do it, if this doesn't happen and you don't have a senior season, have you tried to prepare yourself mentally for that in, in, in some way? I mean, I know it's probably really hard to even imagine that, but have you tried to look at worst case scenario? Um, You know, I have, but at this point, it's kind of like I don't want to, like even though it's probably better to kind of prepare for the worst and hope for the best it's just hard for me you know i don't even like thinking about not having my senior year because i'm so passionate and i love football so much that you know it really will be awful when i hear if i hear that there's not going to be a season but you know if there is no season it's kind of just another step in life where you have to overcome adversity and kind of deal with what life throws at you so i mean it's definitely going to be an awful thing if that is to happen and not have my senior year but you know I, I think a lot of us players I could speak for a lot of us it's going to be awful but we're all going to be able to overcome adversity because that's one thing football kind of teaches you how to do so and when you look at that like you said you know football teaches you kind of how to handle that how do you feel that you've handled the adversity up to this point. I mean, your training, which, you know, that brings you some normalcy because you can go out and, you know, do things that are in your control. You can run, you can lift, you can look at the playbook. You know, there's things that, that probably feel very uh, normal. And so what have you tried to do to to keep yourself focused and zeroed in and, and maybe have some of that normalcy so in a world that's kind of, you know, sometimes feels upside down lately, you can feel right side up, so to speak. Um, I mean, honestly, like, I just kind of go back and watch old film, game film from, like, previous years. And uh, my coach recently has shared, like, we're supposed to play our week one game. He's shared a couple films on them. So I'm studying that already just because I want to kind of get the feeling of football, you know what I mean? Just to kind of feel like if there isn't a season that there's going to be, like, kind of just have hope, I guess, is what I'm getting to. So, I mean, yeah, it's like there's things I can do to kind of feel better about the situation. But, you know, when it all comes down to it, if there is no season, I guess there's really nothing that could make that feeling come that you're like actually having a season. So That coming here from Jason Henderson this morning. Uh, Jason, you're down to your final four. You made this decision. Uh, why make it now? What pushed you to get down to the final four 
I know that uh, you know you've been on the show. We've talked for the last few weeks here. We've kept in touch with one another, and and I know that uh, you kind of wanted to get this train moving, and you have. And what made you want to do it right now, and and truly say, you know what, it's time. It's time to you know uh, thank some of these schools that offered me, but I need to I need to you know narrow this down to a final four and take it from there. What made you do it now? Um, honestly, the biggest thing is kind of like stress, you know, a lot of people say that like, it's awful to say that you're stressed about a situation like this, but once you're in it, you understand it. But you know, I was getting very stressed, you know, it's like, because my biggest thing was, I didn't know really how I felt about having to tell schools no, and things like that. Like, I just, I don't know, I guess that's like, hard for me. Because I don't like, I feel like it's rude. But, you know, the biggest thing for me was just having to, like, the stress, you know, waking up every day thinking, how's this day going to go over with recruiting? So that's the main reason why I slowed it down, or, like, not, like, slowed it, but, like, lowered it to a number and things like that. And just, like, with me and my family, I told them, like, look, I kind of just want to get this done and over with. I say we just speed it up, you know, kind of get the process over with, make my decision, and then just live with it, be happy with it. Yeah, you know, and, and to have that, like you said, uh, not wanting to say no, uh, how did you bring yourself to do that? Because uh, you, you, had, you had just stated, you know, having to call these schools and say no, you felt like it was kind of rude, it was on your mind and whatnot. I mean, you obviously have the respect to do something like that. Some people just don't say anything to the school. Some people commit and decommit without even telling a school they're decommitting. So uh, for you, you know, why did you find that to be like, oh God, you know, this is, this is almost rude because it's your decision at the end of the day, but I find it unique in, in, in how you've kind of uh, verbalized that, that, that you felt like, you know, having to call them was, was, was hard because you didn't want to be, you know, you didn't want to be rude. They were giving you an offer and an opportunity. So how did you handle all that? I mean, you like you just said, you know, it was they. I mean, all the schools that have offered me, they're giving me a life-changing opportunity, and I just feel like, as a seventeen-year-old, it's kind of hard to say no to that. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to tell a school, "Hey, look, thanks for the opportunity you've given me, but I don't want that." So, you know, like obviously, I'm blessed to be in this situation. I'm blessed to be given these kind of opportunities, but you know, it does come down to a point where I have to do what's best for me, and I have to start leveling down my schools and saying no which is obviously tough but i just i had to do it eventually so i figured i'd do it now well and essentially in a way i guess we can liken it to you know it's almost like breaking up with somebody you know it's like hey you brought a lot of great stuff to my life I appreciate you. You've taught me so much. I really love the opportunity that I have. And I think that, you know, we've done really well. But, you know, I mean, so I mean, to liken it to that a little bit, did it feel like that? Did it almost feel like you're breaking up with someone where you're like, uh, you know, it, it isn't you, it is me, you know, like, I have to make this decision for myself, because it almost feels like that. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. Because, you know, you build all these great relationships with these coaches. And then you just feel like, like one day you're just not talking to them anymore. So like I've been talking to a bunch of these schools for months now, two, three, four or five months, whatever it's been. And then it's just like one day I have to say like, Hey, look, I appreciate it, but I, I got to like, let go. So I could definitely see where it comes into like, kind of like a relationship, but you know, they've just done so much with the recruiting process, you know, showing me defensive schemes, being able to give me tours of, like, the campus, showing me their facilities, things like that. So, like, all the things that they do, I kind of feel like it's rude to just say no because it kind of 
in my eyes, seems like maybe I wasted their time. But at the same time, that's just how the process goes. So, like, I guess I kind of understand it, but at the same time, I feel rude. But yeah, you know, and I and I totally get that. And the thing is, I mean, it's your character, and it's something I picked up from you early on in us talking within these last couple months. Is just the type of human being you are. Uh, when you what what got you to do it? You know, in the sense of like you said, you wanted to narrow it down and do that. But you know, that morning that you woke up and you're like, all right, it's got to be this morning. Did you just come to a point? Where you, it was just, it was just way too heavy on your shoulders, and did you do it all at the same time, or did you kind of gradually? Did you kind of just pick a day and say, "All right, you know what? I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna have some breakfast. I'm gonna sit at the table, and I'm gonna put, you know, like my big boy pants on, so to speak, and I'm gonna make these calls." Or did you do it over time? Um, you know, earlier on, like if I knew there was a school that I wasn't really interested in. Just so I didn't waste too much of their time, I kind of told them, like, thanks for the offer. I was, like, very, like, blessed to have the opportunity, but I don't think that, like, your school is kind of going to be the place for me. But it definitely, like, when I posted my top seven recently, that day I posted that, it was kind of like I still had a lot of schools that I haven't told no to. So after the top seven is kind of when I did it, I kind of let the school see it first. Just, like, I didn't really ruin anything. So, yeah, like, once, gradually, as time went on, I said no to a couple schools, but not too many. But then when I posted my top seven, that was really when I had to put, like, sit down, put on my big boy pants and really get in touch with a lot of the schools that I didn't put in my top seven and say no to them. So... That coming here this morning out of Pennsylvania from Jason Henderson, 2021 outside linebacker recruit who is down to his final four. And we're going to discuss those final four right now here on the show here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora this morning. Villanova, let's start there. How did they make your final four? Um, You know, I actually have a funny story with, the, uh, with one of the coaches from there. But, you know... It all kind of leads to, I have great relationships. Uh, coach Ferrante, the head coach there, has done great with keeping in touch with me, keeping in contact. And, you know, that is, like, huge for me, being close with the head coach and things like that. They have done so much recruiting-wise with um, putting me on the phone with, you know, old players, think, or not old, but, like, kind of, like, current players to kind of get the player-to-player aspect of it because, you know, you could get more out of it from – a player than sometimes coaches and I mean me and my father we me my father and my grandfather went up to campus a couple weeks ago just to kind of like walk around kind of get the most of a feel I guess I should say as I could and you know they have a great campus they're really they're a really nice school so I guess that's probably the reason they made it and they I mean They've recruited me for a while. I've gone really close with a lot of them. So it, I just felt, you know, I kind of feel comfortable with them. And I'm happy that they're in my top four. When you got to go up and kind of just uh, walk around, what was the importance of making sure that you did that and you did that now? Because, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people and they all say, like, you get that feeling like when you go on visits, you kind of get the feeling this is where I want to be or this isn't where I want to be. And with what's going on in the world with this whole pandemic obviously i won't be able to have that opportunity which is kind of taking a toll on my recruitment but um at the same time like i said you got to just overcome the adversity so my way of overcoming it was you know doing the most that i could to kind of get that feeling so that's the main reason why we kind of went up there and you know it definitely helped me it was it, it allowed me to 
kind of get the feeling of what like it gave me a difference of campuses kind of I guess I should put it like you know this campus is this this campus is that what are the pros about this campus that I might not like about another one so what was I mean the the surrealness of it though I mean like you said recruitment has been so different because of coronavirus and it's taken its toll on your recruitment and uh, on, re- on players being recruited all over the world. So, I mean, for you to go on to campus at Villanova, how eerie was it? What did it feel like? Because essentially, I mean, you're, you're visiting and you're seeing the place, but under very different circumstances. It was definitely a weird feeling, you know. You think a stereotypical college campus is going to have, obviously, a ton of people walking around the whole time. The atmosphere is just going to be very electric. And then, like, when I went on, it was kind of just bland. It's just, like, driving through a normal town or whatever it is because of what's going on. You don't see many college kids. I got lucky when I went up there, actually, because they were doing clean-outs for their dorms so that they could clean, I guess, is what I was told. So there were a little bit of college campus people there. But even that, like, you know, you don't get the full true feeling of it. So it was definitely weird, but it was, like I said, better than nothing. Speaking here with Jason Henderson, down to his final four 2021 outside linebacker. Uh, Jason, you know, you just talked about it. You brought it up a little bit. Um, You know, getting cheated here in your recruiting, uh, navigating through that. And we've spoken on coronavirus uh, here on the show, and you've been on before. But, uh, you know, how how has that affected you, and how has it maybe made you a stronger person or made your skin a little bit thicker? Because going back to when we said, you know, controlling what you can control, I mean, your recruitment and I mean, everybody's recruitment was affected by this coronavirus. And it did cheat you out of, like you said, going on a campus and it being electric and people walking around and and this, that and the other. I mean, it's just a different world right now. So uh, how have you responded to that feeling of uh, of essentially being cheated out of an experience? And it's not just an experience. It's not like you got cheated out of seeing a movie today so you can go next week. I mean, you got cheated out of the way that people are usually recruited and this is the only time it's going to happen for you. So, you know, this, this is your experience. And obviously it's very different than what other people have been through. I mean, you know, it could go two ways. Uh, since I am kind of, I guess, being cheated, obviously like I know certain things that have happened in the past with recruits and things like that. So like, I understand a little bit of what I'm missing out, but then I guess at the same time, since I only will go through this process once in my lifetime and I have never done it before, I guess I necessarily don't really know exactly what comes from a normal recruitment and like a process like this. So in a way, I feel like I'm cheated. But then I guess at the same time, I kind of don't understand what I'm being really cheated from because, you know, I haven't lived the process before, so I don't know exactly what I'm missing. But I do know a couple like key aspects of what's missing. So for you, I mean, all in all, as you come down to this decision, do you feel like you've still been able to essentially uh, make it feel good, bring positive to it? I mean, you seem like a positive person. You seem like somebody who wants to glass half full, you know, half full your life and, and, and whatnot. So do you get a sense from your from this experience that you've found a way to make it more pleasant, make it more positive and kind of, you know, put your own spin on it, so to speak? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been able to do some of that positive stuff with myself, but you know what, what's, a, what's what's going on? Uh, the, my 
my top four, even my top seven, even beyond that, the schools have done an incredible job, you know, because they understand what I'm missing out on with, like, not being able to get on campuses and things like that. So, like, a lot of the schools have done their best to kind of bring me the full kind of experience, obviously, with what's being, like, what's going on. I can't get the full experience, but they've all done their best to try and bring me the best experience or kind of, they're still, they're able to provide me with all the information, just not in the, like, best experience, I guess. But you still got, you still got to feel the love. You still got to feel the support. And, you know, if teams are doing things the right way, they're going to, you know, they're going to build relationships with you no matter what. I mean, you and I, uh, a few months ago, didn't know each other. And, and I feel we've built a, you know, been able to build a relationship through texting, talking, having you on the show. So, I mean, certain things don't change. And, and one of those things is someone's ability to build a bond with someone else, which I'm sure these schools have, you know, worked to and have been able to do, despite the fact that they might not see you face to face. They still, you know, if you're an honest person and a good person and what you're telling somebody is true, you can build that relationship no matter what the circumstances. Yeah, for sure. So, Villanova is in that Final Four, as we said. Old Dominion is there too, the Monarchs. How did they make it? Um, they're, uh, they have the new coaching staff, coach Ronnie, the new head coach there. I was able to go down to the Penn, a couple Penn state games that I got invited to. And I guess I really built a good relationship with him, with those being down at Penn state. And then, you know, when he went over to ODU, yeah, him and I kept in touch. And, uh, when I received my offer, it was kind of unique to me. You know, that's kind of how I see it. Like a lot of the people ask me, a lot of my friends, family, whatever, whatnot, ask me why are they in your uh, top four? Why are they a top choice for you? Because like they haven't had a good like program recently, I guess. And you know, I tell them I I'm close enough with Ricky Ronnie um, to understand that how good of a coach I guess he is. And like I've gotten really close with the coaching staff outside of Coach Ronnie, like. The, like positional coaches too so I, I have faith in them I, I really do think that they're going to be able to turn the program around whether that is where I choose to go or not so you know it's just been kind of exciting you know and it would be awesome to be I guess part of the success that is to come for them out of the next couple years and things like that so that's one of the main reasons and you know I've always really loved Virginia Beach and with them being located in Norfolk they're definitely very close to the beach so just location wise it's kind of worked out too so having that like you said you know just different pieces of it the relationship as we spoke about and and then you know some of the other amenities and whatnot that they can bring to you being close to the beach and whatnot old dominion makes that group and then FAU makes it and uh, Florida Atlantic has just uh, gotten a new coach uh, Lane Kiffin has moved forward and he has uh, moved on to uh, to the SEC and that opened a door for uh, a coach that I know very well in Willie Taggart so and Willie had been down at USF he's also been at Florida State he's going to try it again in Florida uh, what's your thoughts on Florida Atlantic um it actually I, they were one of my later offers, but um, I was not really very close. But I knew I've played against a couple people that are currently, I don't think currently, I think they're going into their freshman year. So they were able to like kind of put me on with them, I guess. And they were able to like, because obviously they might not have known who I was because they're Florida, we're, I'm from PA. So 
a couple of people I knew, I guess, put me on. And, um, you know, when I received my offer, they jumped since, like I said, they were my later, they jumped right into it. They got the process going quick. You know, they gave me all the tours that I like could have been given. They, um, like gave, like I got on the phone with a lot of the coaches and started building relationships right away. So, you know, that's kind of one of the main reasons they're in it. And, you know, it's just, I guess the word I've been using for them is they're, it's kind of like paradise, you know, living in Florida like that for four or five years of my life and being able to do what I love the most in an area like that, I guess is kind of just very intriguing to me and seems like unreal. So, you know, it's kind of awesome that I got an offer from there because like I've been saying, it's kind of like a dream come true if you wanted to say, I guess, to live somewhere like that just to do what you love the most. Yeah, you know, and like you said, I mean, you talked about Old Dominion being by a beach and then you got Florida being there. I mean, does that hold a lot of weight to you that, you know, kind of the weather side of things and the opportunity to be by a beach and, and have something of that respect? Is is that something that's going to weigh into it, to, you know, because Florida-wise to have a little taste, so to speak, of paradise? Does what, what does that play in your recruitment? Oh, definitely. I mean, obviously – not to like talk bad on any of the schools or anything, but just like being located in Florida is just a very good thing for them. I would put it because, you know, who like, obviously everyone's different, but in my view, who wouldn't want to live in Florida to just do what they love the most and which would be playing football for me. But, you know, definitely the beach is a big thing for me. I wouldn't say it's going to give me a reason to say yes or no to a school, but it, I would say it definitely does kind of, put a bonus to a school kind of like we've been talking about relationships you know you don't date or be you're not with someone because of their looks you're with someone because of the characteristics of them but then the looks are a bonus so i guess that's kind of how i would put it you know being located next to the beach is definitely a bonus i'm not going to make my decision based off of it but it definitely does help and i, I love that speaking here with a 2021 college football recruit jason henderson outside linebacker Halen from pennsylvania a great uh, great analogy that you made there you know you're not with somebody because of their looks you know that you're with them because of their character the person that they are how you match up with each other you know and and how you make each other better and then you know the looks are a bonus and I I feel like it's uh, so again you know you being 17 years old and 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 knowing a lot more having more wisdom than I think uh, people that I meet that are in their 30s 40s uh, you know 50s and so on and so forth in, in making a statement like that because in the world we live in today it is so much the facade right i mean it is so much the this is what somebody looks like bam there i go and you know this is what a school looks like bam it's on the beach there i go and so you know i, I find that pretty amazing where does that wisdom come from jason because you're you're talking about it here on the show and you make that analogy and it makes perfect sense and i know that there's a ton of people that could be listening and watching this right now going whoa 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 you know i see the looks first and, and you don't, you know, you, you see the deeper meaning and then you look at that as the bonus. You see the deeper meaning of your recruitment. Okay, then let's talk about where it's located. Just like uh, in a relationship, you see the character. Does does she make me laugh? Am I happy around them? Are they pushing me to be the best I could be? Oh, yeah, well, she's pretty too. So, I mean, where does that wisdom come from? Because I really honestly feel like we should have like a little sideshow where you, you you talk to some of my, uh, you know, you talk to some people around the world that we get on here, Jason, because I think they need a little therapy chair right now because they don't see the world like you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe that would be kind of cool. But I guess it kind of just comes from like 
what's going on in the world. I mean, a lot of people try and look at the negatives more so, I'd say, about what's going on in the world. I kind of, like you've been saying, I kind of just try and stay positive with everything. It's like I kind of try and look at things in a more positive way. So, like, I'm not going to look for just looks on somebody or a school or anything like that because, you know, a lot looks can be deceiving. That's how I'll put it. Looks can be deceiving. So, you know, if I was to look at FAU and say, oh, I'm going to make my decision right now and say I commit to FAU, but then I start getting into it more saying, oh, wait, but I don't really necessarily bond as well with these coaches or they don't have what I'm looking for in my major, so how are they going to make me better? You know, that would kind of put a toll on everything. So kind of like a relationship. If you jump right into something with somebody, it could be very good. I mean, it definitely could be good. But many times I'd say if you rush into things, it would definitely end on a negative note. So that's kind of just where I come from, you know. I see the school and I'm like, hey, it's cool. But then I get into it more. And then I kind of just add on that it's a nice campus or something like that. I love that, and I think it's uh, I think it's amazing, and I hope that people listen to that, and I hope that other recruits listen to what you just said, and I hope that uh, people in general, just in life, uh, listen to some of this uh, knowledge and wisdom that you're you're putting out here on Wake Up Call this morning. Uh, the last the the last school that we have to talk to here that is made your Final Four is Syracuse, and you and I have spent a lot of time speaking about Syracuse on and off the air. What can you tell me about why the Orange are in your Final Four? Um, you know, they're the only Power 5 offer I have. Uh, talking with the coaches, they tell me that they think I'm kind of being chipped out of a couple more Power 5 offers. But, you know, I don't really try and look at it that way. I don't try and be negative about it. I see it as, you know, since they are my only Power 5 offer, I'm, I kind of thank them, I guess, because, you know, they are Power 5. So them giving me this opportunity kind of makes me happy that someone has the faith in me to be able to, you know, potentially be a power five player and things like that. And I, I've built great relationships with the coaches from there. Um, I think Dino coach Dino is uh, coach Babers. I would say is a great guy. Um, I've been able to get on the phone with him and my family. My family loves him. You know, he just brings great energy to the table, even through a phone call and things like that. So there, there's a lot of pluses about Syracuse. And then I would say, honestly, just the knowing that they have faith in me and like my like playing and things like that was huge for me as well. So, I mean, you've had a lot of positives to say about Syracuse, a lot of good things to say. Uh, if you had more Power 5 offers, do you still feel like Syracuse would be sitting here potentially right now? Definitely. I mean, if they were to... Like, if everything was the same that I've been provided with from them and all the conversations I've had with coaches and things like that, they would most definitely... Obviously, I can't speak for other schools if I were to get more Power 5 because, you know, I wouldn't necessarily know what schools would be interested, like, that I'd be interested in. But I'd say for, I guess, the long shot... Syracuse definitely would still be in it because like I said they, they've done a great job giving me what I've asked for or could ask for in this recruitment as of what's going on today and things like that so I, I definitely would say they they would have been in it 
and I know that you have had a lot of love for Syracuse throughout your, your recruitment. Has has anybody in this Final Four made that difficult or changed that? Has FAU or, or Old Dominion or Villanova maybe changed that a little bit or shifted some of that love? Uh, where does the love stand for Syracuse with these other three schools as well? Um, Honestly, it's funny you said that because I, I, I mean, I sat down with my mom days, 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 and you know, in the very beginning, I, I was so hung, like hung up on Syracuse, like I want to go to Syracuse. But you know, I have to be honest, like you know, the process kind of moved forward, and it did kind of level out. And you know, now it's like every day I really don't know. Like with my top four, I made my top four because they're all like I'll just group it up. The, the four schools in my top four are in my top four because it's shifted from I want to go here to one day I want to go there. So, you know, it's been one of those things where it's tough to make a final decision, which is why I put my, that's why, like, that's my plan. I'm putting my top four out there. And then, you know, I just got to have good conversations with my family, friends, things like that. All people that are going to play an important role or have played an important role in my um, life so far. Because, you know, in the, I guess in a sense, it's my decision overall. But, you know, it's definitely nice to kind of have other people on board with it and things like that which is kind of where I'm at. So, you know, that's what I mean by I have to sit down with my family, discuss things. Because like I said, you know, one day I'll wake up saying I want to go to Syracuse. One day I'll wake up saying I want to go to Nova. One day FAU. So it's kind of difficult for me to make my decision, which is why I think it's been so long of making a decision because I've been asked why am I taking so long? I guess because I want what's best for me and I want to be happy with my decision. But, you know, waking up every day thinking I want to go to a different school each day is kind of not necessarily what I want, you know, because I don't want to commit and then be like, oh, I made a mistake. So it's one of those things where I'm just trying to take my time, make sure I'm taking the right um, steps in the process, making sure that I got what I want. So. Yeah, you know, and, and like you said, I mean, you and I have spoken through this process and, and you have been uh, very, uh, very positive towards Syracuse. And so when when did things start to kind of maybe shift for you where you felt like, OK, you know, like I really like Syracuse, but, you know, I really like these other schools, too. And and, you know, I, I wake up today and, and I'm thinking about this. I think about that. When did you start to to maybe get a feel for that? Because, uh, you know, our conversations were very, very uh, deep Syracuse based. And uh, and now you're saying, you know, Old Dominion, Villanova, FAU. I get a feel for each of these, Dan, and I'm, I'm starting to, you know, I'm starting to really just wake up this day with this and this day with that. When did that start to happen? Uh, I'll, I'll say, like, kind of when um, my offers started slowing down, you know, there was because my process kind of was slow. Then when the whole lockdown and Corona started, I kind of just got nailed with a bunch of offers, which I'm blessed for, not complaining about. But then once that kind of all slowed down and I could actually think, process things, and like I looked more into schools, you know, I had the time to get more information, talk to more people. I guess that would kind of be when everything started to like shift around because, you know, uh, you get, I get that Power 5 offer. I'm like, wow, like I just got a Power 5 offer. I want that. But then like I look more into it and um, I kind of be more realistic about it and more mature throughout the process, I guess I should say. And you kind of realize, like, yeah, maybe they are a Power 5 school. But, you know, these other schools, maybe they do have just as much, if not maybe more or something like that to offer and put on the table for me. So I guess, like I said, when my offers started slowing down and I actually had the time to sit down and think and do research and talk to people, that would be when everything kind of started to shift. 
But, I mean, it's nothing negative towards Syracuse or any of the schools that I've, like, talked to or am, like, being recruited by, so. Yeah, you know, and you have this. I know you and I spoke about it. Uh, you know, you want to make this decision sooner than later. So, uh, did you wake up this morning still all over the place? Uh, are you getting more clarity? Because I know you're coming down to the tail end of when you want to make this decision. So, how did you wake up today? Um, I'm still kind of iffy about what school, but it's definitely there. Oh, how should I put this? There, there's more of. Lot, there's more logic behind it, you know. It's not just oh, I want to go here, I want to go there. It's why would I want to go here? Why would I want to go there? And I've kind of put the pros and cons to it. So, like, I guess I understand. I have an understanding for each school. So, like, I I'm able to now think about like kind of what's going to end up being best for me, yeah. which I think is a step in the correct direction. Instead of you know just saying whatever I want to go to this school or that school. Now I have an understanding. I kind of get what is being put on the table for me so I'm able to think about it every morning instead of just like saying it and you want to make this uh, decision coming up here do you want to, I mean you feel free to you know when you and I talk it's between you and I unless you want to put it out there so do you do you want to share when you're hoping to make that decision um I don't want to put out an exact date because I okay. don't have one necessarily but um I I really couldn't tell you. I mean, I could give you a rate. I could wake up tomorrow and say, hey, I want to make my decision. Obviously, I wouldn't make it tomorrow, but I'd, I'd tweet some saying, hey, I'm going to make my commitment this day or that day. But I, I'm scared to do that because I don't want to put out that I'm making my decision and not be ready for it and feel forced into it. Right. But I do know that it's coming. I like I know myself. My parents know who I, like how I am. So they can kind of tell that I'm kind of winding down to a decision. So I guess I could definitely put out that within the next couple of weeks, I guess I would say my decision will definitely be coming. Like I said, though, it, it, I could wake up tomorrow and be ready to decide, or I could wake up in three weeks and be ready to decide. It doesn't, I can't really tell us a specific date. Yeah, coming here from Jason Henderson. All I ask Jason is that uh, when that day comes, you and I, as, as we had spoken about, uh, make sure that uh, we are a part of that together and, and you know, any way I can get that out there, help you out with it, uh, that we do something in that respect because, you know, of all the recruits that I get to talk to and I appreciate and respect so many people out there that are making these decisions, uh, you're one of those people that I've kind of, uh, in a sense for me, and I don't know if you've gotten that sense, but I feel like, uh, you know, kind of I got you under my wing here, and uh, more than anything, I really want to see you uh, be happy and be in a place that's good. So, you know, you're one, you're one of those people where it's like kind of like a big bro feeling of like, I support this guy. I want to see Jason be happy and find the right place. So uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to being part of that experience with you because throughout this recruitment process and Corona and everything, you're one of the people that's really stuck out to me that I feel like uh, I have a lot of respect for at this point. Definitely, for sure. I mean, I definitely do have that sense also. And, I mean, it's been great. You know, I, I'm so blessed for, like, not even just you, definitely you, not not talking about on you, but, like, just every everyone that's kind of taken me under their wing, I, I can't thank enough because, you know, it is a stressful process. But it's one of the greatest processes and things, I guess I should say, to kind of be like able to happen to somebody it's life-changing but you know with you taking me under your wing like you just said you know we're bonding building that relationship yeah. it's great to have those people to guide you through things and i'm very thankful for it 
I am as well. And with that being said, you know, I got to butter you up before I do this, Jason. I'm putting myself on the hot seat again, like I did last time with you. So I got to, I got, and, and all jokes aside, but, uh, you know, I think it, I got to say nice things to you before you put me on the hot seat, right? Isn't that how this works? <laughs> so, uh, no, but I, I appreciate our relationship very much. So, and, and like I said, all jokes aside, uh, very much am, am happy for you. And, and so thankful you let me be on this ride. Uh, four questions, rapid fire. You can ask me whatever you want. I open it up to you and, and give you an opportunity to be the one asking the questions since so many people uh, are always asking you questions, especially within these next couple weeks, I'm sure. So whenever you're ready to go, feel free to go. All right, we'll start off with Syracuse School itself. Um, what are some, if not some, but what what's at least one myth that kind of goes around about Syracuse or the football program? And would you be able to kind of debunk it, agree with it, disagree with it? Uh, a myth about Syracuse. Uh, I was about the football program. I would say a myth about Syracuse's football program. Hmm. I would, I would, uh, hmm, trying to think about the different things that, that I've heard over the years. I, I would honestly say that there's certain things that, okay, I think that, that they, they used to be RBU. And I don't think that that's necessarily a myth, but I feel like they've detached so much from being a running back university and it boggles my mind because of all the success that they had at running back. And I think that there's good running backs coming in. I think there's good running backs that just finished up. I think there's good running backs that are there. So I'd like to see them commit more to the run. So I'd definitely like to see that. One of the, one of the I guess, myths we could say is like every year they think a coach is leaving. And, and, and that is because... Uh, coaches have, you know, Greg, Greg Robinson didn't work out and Doug Marone didn't work out and Scott Schaefer didn't work out. So I think there's always that anticipation every year, uh, the last couple years that Dino's going to go and Dino's definitely going to go and he's going to go here and he's going to go there and he wants to be in Hawaii and he wants to be South and he wants to be in the West coast. So, I mean, obviously this is his fifth season with the team. Uh, there are moments where I thought maybe, you know, this would make sense if he went and left and did this. And, you know, I try to do my research. I try to justify and kind of figure things out. But I think Syracuse uh, fans uh, typically are thinking that somebody is just going to go because they either don't work out or they don't stay. But this is Dino's fifth season. So I would say that I would say another myth is that Syracuse isn't competitive. And I think Clemson figured that out. And I think that they understand that. I think they play up for the Syracuse game. And as good as Clemson is, they never want to lose to Syracuse again. And they didn't lose to them in the Dome. They they also, on top of that, on top of losing them in the Dome, they didn't only do that, but they almost lost to them at home uh, as well, if not for just a couple plays uh, when Eric Dungey was the quarterback, if not for just a couple moments there on that final drive. So I would say uh, some myths are I, the running back situation kind of confuses me. Uh, the Dino Babers question of when is he leaving, but I think teams all over the country deal with that. And then I would say another one is that Syracuse is not competitive. Uh, I think that that is a, I, I think that that is definitely a myth. And I would like to think with a new defensive scheme and a new defensive coordinator that hopefully that you know rings even more true that Syracuse is is a team to hopefully be reckoned with in the grand scheme of things. Definitely, great answer. Thank you. All right, no, now another one. This is kind of more for you. What what kind of led you to doing what you're doing with this radio show and things like that? I 
well, I have a photographic memory. So I, I would, you know, I collected cards since I was really little and I would just memorize, you know, I would memorize everything. I would memorize the, the backs of the cards and I would kind of just take it all in. And I, and I really, really wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to be, have that be a part of my life. I love sports and it moved me. I played sports growing up, uh, basketball predominantly, but I played a little bit of baseball and obviously pick up football and whatnot. So I had this love for sports and, you know, I know myself and I, I know that like my mom always told me, she goes, you walk into a room with 500 strangers, you're going to walk out with 500 friends. You know, she's like, that's just how you are. You own the room. And I've literally, I feel that like I've literally walked into like a ballroom and said, this is my room. This is my room until I decide it's not. And, you know, I just so I think that my personality, I think that my love and my care for people, I think that my passion for sports, my ability to remember and build relationships, it all kind of came together because as as you know, in this entertainment world, you know, there's a lot of things I want to do. You know, I want to I call them the S's because a lot of them are I want to screenwrite. uh, I want to work with music, you know, and singing. I've been singing my whole life since I was three. Um, stand-up comedy is something that's a big part of what I do, and I just started a new show called Free Talks, and every episode is uh, myself and uh, and Imani Free speaking about relationships, and so we have a topic for each show, but they're hilarious, and it's real. I mean, if and I'm going to send it to you, Jason, I'm going to, because we were talking about relationships today, I'm going to send you episode number one and try not to laugh. But I mean, it's one of those things because you're going to look, you're going to listen to it. And, and I think you're probably going to text me and be like, Dan, I can't believe you said that dot, dot, dot. But it's true, uh, you know, because I say a lot of stuff and, and just kind of I mean, it's real. So I don't know. I mean, I've, I've always just kind of loved the opportunity. Some people. OK, how do I put this? In a 70,000 seat stadium. There's one person on stage and everybody else is in the audience. There is no doubt in my mind that I can always and will always be that one person that has the faith, the fearlessness, the talent, and the ability and the work ethic to always be the one person on stage instead of one of the 70,000 people sitting there. That's great. That's honestly, I give you props for that because I don't know if that's me. Well, I'm sure you're going to do a lot of great things, Jason. I'm not worried about that. Oh, no, I mean with the whole like frightening and Oh yeah, standing standing up there. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, no, I definitely don't know what that'd be me. But are you ready for the next one? I'm ready for number three. Yes, sir. All right. So, what what's kind of some good advice that you would give someone like me or just anybody, maybe even just like a student that wants to come into Syracuse? So, some advice on specifically coming here to the school and to the city. Yeah. Uh, be prepared for snow, which you live in Pennsylvania. So, I would I would say that uh, I would I would say whether you know uh, when it comes to here, I would say it's a blue collar town. It's hardworking people, uh, people that have earned their keep. I think we have a lot of that. Uh, my my city gives me so much pride. Uh, well, I remember going down to St. Pete's Beach, which is my favorite beach, right in uh, the Tampa area. And I, and I got, uh, I said, you know, I went over to this, this group and I was like, Hey, you know, can I play volleyball with y'all? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And I told them my name and I said, it was Dan and there might've been another Dan there. And they said, well, where are you from? And I said, Syracuse. They're like, that's it. 
we're calling you Syracuse. And I went, to, I went to like dive for the ball and, and they're like, get it Syracuse. And it was that feeling of representing my city and, you know, being called that, like in that moment, even that's like just a volleyball game to somebody that's like, I'm Syracuse. This is my home. And there's a, there's a line by Macklemore where he says, uh, you know, I got my city right behind me. If I fall, they got me. And I, I feel that. I feel that with Syracuse. I feel like I've, I've dug my roots deep and I feel like it starts here. And I feel like I, it's branched out all over the country and even outside of the country. Um, so my best advice about here is just, you know, I think there's really good people here. Uh, I think there's really good hearts here. My grandparents built their their lives here. My parents built their lives here. Uh, you know, I came back and built my life here. So I, I would say there's so much more to do than people think. Uh, there's 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 beaches, there's waterways, there's boating. There is, you know, there's there's the zoos and there's hiking. And there's there's so many things to do in nature and so many beautiful restaurants and people that I don't think get enough credit by any stretch of the imagination. So I would say all of that about Syracuse and Central New York. And more than anything else, I would look at you as, as a human being uh, beyond you know, just uh, talking about Syracuse. And I'd say, Jason, uh, yeah, I would say a couple things. I would say, number one, you're going to realize the difference between if you truly love something or if you think you love something. And that's with a job, that's with a significant other, that's with a friend, that's with whatever. But you're going to realize the difference between I love it and I think I love it. And I would, I would also tell you to, you know, look at your days and how you spend them. How do you wake up? You know, what do you do to take care of yourself every day and to really realize that happiness comes from the inside out. And if you look for happiness in dating people, if you look for happiness in, you know, uh, food that you eat, I mean, restaurants can close, people can break up, you know, things can change. But if your happiness truly comes from Jason Henderson, then you're always going to have it. And you're not going to have to worry about something outside of your control changing. Not that a restaurant's pizza doesn't put a smile on your face or that Disney World isn't an awesome place to be a kid or that a, a girlfriend couldn't turn around and make you feel so much more loved and appreciated. But if your happiness doesn't belong to Jason, then, you know, you and I are going to be on the phone at three o'clock in the morning talking about, you know, this is bugging me and this is bugging me. But if the if your happiness belongs to you and it's yours then we're going to be on the phone at 3 o'clock in the morning with you going, this, this, and this didn't work out for me, Dan, but I'm going to wake up tomorrow with a ton of energy and I'm going to kill it and I'm going to do so good in my life because I believe in myself. So if I could part, if I could part any advice on you, I would say let your happiness come from Jason Henderson and no matter what happens to you, you will always have that baseline of love and support from yourself that nobody can take away and that nobody can change. Gotcha. That's great. Honestly, um, do I have another question or you do? You got a final one. Okay. All right. So, um, this could be based off of what you do with this radio show or just kind of anything in your life. Okay. But what, what would you say your biggest accomplishment has been? Oh, my biggest accomplishment. Oh boy. I would say I'm very proud of what I've done with the company. Uh, it's, it turned, God, it turned, uh, what was it, eight years old this year, which is insane. Um, so I would say I'm really proud of that, but I would say my biggest accomplishment in my life is probably something that happened going off of my answer to your last question 
uh, something that happened uh, within these last few months um, in Corona. So, so I, I had a uh, long relationship. It ended. Um, I thought that that was going to be the rest of my life relationship. And I was happy that it ended because God kind of, in my opinion, hit my reset button. When he hit that button, though, I, you know, I, I had my own mistakes and I got caught up in the past. Uh, I got caught up in fear. I got caught up in kind of uh, worry and a little bit of paranoia of what I had dealt with in my life. And so that affected a relationship that I thought to me could have been really good and, and could have really gone far. And what that did was it was essentially my wake-up call, uh, pun truly intended. And uh, and so in these last few months for me, a healthy mind and healthy body, I would say my greatest achievement right now is I'm in the best shape of my life right now. I just got to go out on a boat and be on a beach, and I felt I, I felt great about my body. I felt great about my my confidence, about the human being that I am, about how I go about my life. And, and so I would say, and I walk every day, at least 10,000 steps a day, and I'm in a place right now where today is day 72. I have not taken a single day off. It doesn't matter about rain. It doesn't matter about uh, vacation. I was at Alex Bay this weekend, still did it. So, uh, you know, for me, I would say uh, 72 days straight of making sure I do at least 10,000 steps has changed my body. It's changed my mind. And I feel like I'm finally uh, getting to a place where all of those, uh, um, you know, all the all of the things that were kind of working against me are now fading away and they're shedding away and I'm becoming the person I want to be in business and in broadcasting. I feel like I've always, uh, for the most part, I've, I've just been uh, great. But in my personal life, I, I feel like I didn't always treat Dan well. And, and I just decided to change my life over 70 days ago and healthy mind, healthy body has put me in a place where I don't need the outside influence to have the inside love. And, and that I would honestly tell you of all the achievements in my life, there's a lot that I can point to, but I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been, Jason. And that's, that's something that I hope I can always say. That's, oh, that's truly great. I mean, good for you for, you know, one with the steps and everything. That's awesome. That's a great thing to be doing. And, you know, obviously being 17, I don't necessarily truly understand the whole process of it. Like, I've I've been through my breaks up breakups and like I know how like they affect me being a seventeen year old. So for you to be able to especially get on here and say something like that that you kind of feel much better and kind of feel like you know everything's starting to pan out for you. That's great. I mean that's awesome. Yeah, man. Happiness comes from within, and a healthy mind, healthy body, healthy body, healthy mind uh, go hand in hand. And, and there's there, there's so much to be said about if something is meant to be uh, yours, a job, uh, a relationship, a friendship, or whatever, a house. If something's meant to be yours, it will be. And, and that's just how it is. So, you know, you can only control yourself and the type of human being you are. And I value the relationships that, that, I, that I'm in and that I get to create and I get to be a part of. And so in all honesty, it's more of taking a step back and going, okay, well, this didn't work out and this didn't work out. But waking up in the morning and going, but I get to talk to Jason and, you know, him and I have built a friendship here and he's a good person. And, you know, I work myself to be a good person as well. So it's, a, it's about really just appreciating that and seeing life for what it is and saying thank you a lot more and, and knowing that, uh, you know, I have the opportunity to change somebody's life every day with the show. So, you know, I'm grateful for these conversations and I'm grateful time with, you know, time with people like yourself and, 
that's what I focus on. I just focus on waking up every day saying, how can I uh, change my life for the better? How can I put something out there to change somebody else's life? And, you know, I get to do this job where I don't get to work a day in my life. My job is to talk to people that are making decisions on their life like yourself and to support you no matter what. And you'll find that, you know, wherever you go and whatever you do and however long you play football and whatever comes after that, 10 years from now, you know, you have my word that, you know, I, I'm going to be on the phone with Jason Henderson saying like, hey, man, what's going on? How you doing? How you been? So, you know, I, I think building relationships is something that I get to do every day and I get to reach the world in such a, a unique way that so many people don't, you know, know what that's like. And so I think, you know, waking up and complaining is crazy because I I have I have the coolest job in the world. It's only going to get better from here. Yeah, it's awesome. I look forward to that, by the way. Yeah, man. I, well, you got. Listen, I got you, and I, I know you got me back here on this thing. And when Corona's done, as I told you, like we'll figure we'll figure out something that we uh, we get to do here and, and enjoy it a little bit. Uh, you know, the picture you put up at the Final Four with the palm tree in the background. I'm like, if only Jason and I could do this conversation sitting on a beach and have somebody film it today. That would have been perfect. Yeah, it worked out pretty nice. I mean, everybody kind of wishes they're on a beach now. I said. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I like that you put it up there. And between you, you know, Pennsylvania and New York, you and I are on a beach in the sense of the weather, at least, uh, with it being in the 90s. But, Jason, I appreciate you so much. Uh, I know we'll keep in touch. And I know when the decision comes, we'll have that, too. So God bless with everything. Uh, just keep your mind fresh. Do the things that you can do uh, proactively and, and positively to clear your mind and I just look forward to following you through the rest of this and, and seeing where, where it comes out. Definitely. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, man. Have a good day. I'll talk to you soon. You too. Take care.